1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Striking Gold, your 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Network. My name is Rob Lauder. I cover the 49ers for the fine folks at Blue Wire. Joining me tonight is my co-host, the man in charge of the beast, that is NinersNation.com, Kyle Posey, otherwise more affectionately known as KP. (laughs) What's going on, dude? Hey, man.
2: How you doing? How's life? I'm doing well. Um... We've got to watch some football today, which was nice. In um, person, yeah, yeah.
1: You get and to not going against the, the same people, players in person. Without, yeah, um, that's the big thing, right? Like, like just new faces and new, you know, tendencies and new, just new everything, I guess. Yeah, after after
2: four days, it's the same thing. So, like going against each other, you're seeing the same results. You're seeing they're running the same plays. They're dressing it up different, sure, but like these guys know what's coming so it's fun to like the energy i think was the biggest difference just at practice today was um, just night and day from your everyday dog days quote of
1: summer type of practice the, so it was fun so in, in for those of you that are just like obviously everybody's just turning in we just we just started recording so everybody's just tuning in if you're listening but um, it's kind of just like an expression for their, if you're just tuning in uh, the 49ers uh partook partake part, partook partook in their <laughs> um their first joint practice with the now Los Angeles Chargers i'm still not used to that like, sound that's, right. that's still not there yet uh Los Angeles Chargers and which are, you know it's always an eventful you know, it's always eventful when there's joint practices, there's always scuffles, there's always players getting into it, it's always competitive, it's, you know, if anything, I would say, just from having seeing them, seeing a preseason game and seeing joint practices, to me, joint practices seem more competitive than even a preseason game against the same team. I don't I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the situations you're put in, the one on ones, the you know the seven on sevens, right. the team. It just comes off as more. I don't want to say chippy because they're not all like that. It's just, it just seems like every player has more to prove. Does that make sense? You know where I'm coming from. Oh, absolutely.
2: And you get to cheer your teammates on against somebody else. You get to cheer them on like up close. You're not. um There's no ref that I. Obviously, there's refs on the field, but they're not breaking you up and telling you go back to the huddle. So. There are a lot of times today when somebody made a play and for example a Chargers made a defensive line made a play, they would tell a 49ers a offensive lineman, You're too little, you're too little, you're too little. And there's nobody to break them up. So get they get to jawn back and forth. So that type of energy, like, that doesn't happen in a preseason game, I imagine, for the, the the length that happens here. No skirmishes today, though. No fights, no kerfuffles, no none of that, man. That was a that was a little surprising. Maybe that maybe that'll happen tomorrow, but doesn't I feel like every joint practice, some kind of mini fight breaks out, right?
1: Yeah, it seems like it, man. I wonder if, if Jimmy Ward like ever talks shit to DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> now that so, he sees him twice a year, I wonder if he jaws at him. It, there was almost one, uh, and it was
2: between the head ball coach. Uh, he walked into the huddle, the Chargers huddle, because one of their players pretty much just took a running back to the ground. And obviously the only thing these guys care about is getting out of this practice not you know with no injuries so um he walked into the huddle told him hey we're not going to the ground and every he said shanahan said after practice that it wasn't really a big deal that he took it well but everybody surrounded them so it looked like something was happening and then big old trent williams walks over and he asked the dude it's kaiser white number 44 like he said why are you so mad and he just said it like that was hilarious um the very Did next part. Trent Williams said that to the guy that was to the Kaiser white. Yeah. Yeah. Cause everybody just comes around. I mean, it, it looks like something's happening, but nothing is really going down. But the way that Trent Williams walked over there and said that was pretty funny. Uh, just being able to hear the, pretty much the mic'd up version of practice is really probably the most
1: entertaining part. Well, it's like, what do you do when Trent Williams comes over and talks shit on you? Like exactly. Ironically yeah. enough, everybody cleared out after that. So. <laughs> well, dude, it's like the it's like the the lead silverback gorilla just walking up and like being like, <laughs> right. "Hey, quit it!" And it's like, "All right, all right, yep. all right, all right." <laughs> like that dude could probably handle any two players on either team's roster. Oh, no you doubt know about know? it. He's if I'm huge, going into man. a fight, I'm probably picking Trent Williams first. Who is he standing next to today? Joe Staley, who is very. It looks like he's incredible, in incredible shape, super thin. Probably coming back, and probably making a return to the NFL as a tight end for sure. He looks he used to play
2: very lean. Yeah, he looks good, man. He looks healthy. He looks, he looks like he could play. He looks like he would run some routes, and he was a really good athlete coming out. So, um, no, he's doing a little. I don't know if it's really a trial run, but he's just working with the team. Uh, Shanahan joked that he was annoying, uh, <laughs> just because he was so. Um, almost like too positive, he said, which is funny. Um, but no, that that would be cool to see him around. Obviously, he's a legend; everybody loves him. But you would think that he would have just tips to the young guys that nobody else would be able to provide.
1: No, yeah, they're really it's it's you can't. I mean, people will pay a lot of money for a perspective like that. You know, for to to gain that kind of knowledge and the stuff he's been through, and obviously the the skills he has, but. So just to kind of jump into this here, what was just your overall feel from practice? Like when you left that practice, kind of what was what was going through your mind? And then we'll get into it in more detail through like go through some, uh, you know, some notable position groups. But what was the overall just, just the takeaway?
2: I think the 49ers are going to have a lot of big players this year. I think they still need to get consistency out of the quarterback position. I think their defensive line is going to be – lights out. And I would say the offensive lines running just like creating rushing lanes. Like that's gonna be I, I mean, based on today, I wouldn't say too much of an issue just because, you know, it it matters when Trent Williams isn't out there, like for everybody. But there just wasn't a lot of rush um rushing lanes for the running backs to go. So um that would be just be something to look out for. But there are a lot of good players on the field, so they are they're in good hands.
1: Who do like obviously it's not this simple and obviously neither team would be playing their hand in a joint practice. I think that's one thing a lot of people need to realize, especially somebody as like stoogish as Kyle Shanahan. You know, they're they're not opening up their playbook or anything, but who seemed like the better team, or was it not really something you could tell?
2: Yeah, it is tough to tell just because you know, the 49ers are holding out a lot of people. And the, I believe the Chargers had set out a few people as well. Um, early on, it looked like the 49ers were just going to do whatever they wanted to on offense. And then once, it, you know, once more and more they got going, the Chargers, it was kind of the opposite. Whereas the Chargers defense started out slow. and Or sorry, the Chargers offense started out slow and the 49ers defense started out strong. So um, it was a defensive day, all in all. Um, a lot of inconsistencies on offense, I would say.
1: Yeah, and, I, and I'm assuming that's. It, it's just the 49ers are in an interesting spot, and we'll start with the quarterbacks. Let's just let's just start with that, and that's and kind of what we know. Everybody's kind of focused on is you've got you've got Jimmy Garoppolo, whose whole problem has been inconsistency. That's his whole thing. Obviously, the injuries are part of that, but even when he was healthy, he struggled to be consistent, and then with Trey Lance, you've got a rookie quarterback. And whether Trey Lance is destined for a Hall of Fame career or not, or anything in between, right now it's very normal for him to be inconsistent. So inconsistency, we'll see if it carries over into the season. But no matter who's starting at quarterback, it kind of seems like inconsistency might be a theme for the season. And it's not that I'm being negative. It's just that that might be something we have to kind of get used to as as we roll into the season. So quick
2: question for you, talking about the quarterbacks, would you rather have somebody and I don't want to say like Alex Smith type, but where there's not much variance at all, but you know what you're getting without a high ceiling? Or are you cool with having, you know, one game where there's gonna be like four or five touchdown passes and another game where, you know, there might be some turnovers or might be some oh no throws, but uh, the end of the spectrum. I think is so I'm always gonna take yet. the
1: guy and I feel like I'm almost speaking for a defense right now. I'm always going to take the guy that makes me the most dangerous. Like it may be inconsistent yeah. at times, but I want the guy that's going to make defensive coordinators a little nervous. You know, no one was really ever scared of Alex Smith. No one was really ever no one scared of Jimmy Garoppolo. whether or not he plays up to his potential, once Trey Lance gets in that spot, defensive coordinators are going to be. They're gonna be up later than usual. So oh, yeah. if it comes with a little inconsistency, then that's just a trade-off. That's my thoughts. What do you what do you think? Oh,
2: absolutely. I'm taking the guy that's gonna give me the big plays because that's how you score in the NFL. It's just so much harder to score on those 10, 12 play drives. And especially with a team like the 49ers, like there's speed everywhere. So you just have you want to take advantage of that by stretching the field. And I'll, I'll take uh, and that's not to say I'm not talking about Jimmy or Trey specifically because uh, the way Jimmy attacked the ball today or attacked the deep ball today was great. So um, I'll take the guy that's going to give me the explosive play every day of the week.
1: Yeah, same here, same here. Now, I'm assuming you were were there for Kyle Shanahan's press interview. I was. Did he seem like he was easing himself into the official quarterback competition stance
2: um i think he understands that it's it's really tough to get an evaluation when trey lance is not playing with the starting offensive line um just because you you can create some of those bad tendencies but there are times where he's running for his life and you just it's a waste of a rep so i think that's more the case than I mean, I'm not going to say he's inching closer to Jimmy, but, I mean, he's a number three overall pick, and they want to get a look with him in the starters. Shanahan said that he wants to see what trade looks like against the Chargers' first-team defense, too, um, and he, he named Drop Bosa and Derwin James. Um, so I think that's more of the case. or I think all that needs to be factored in, and it's not just, you know, it's not black and white. Like, it's not going to be an easy decision. And there are, like, 27 different factors going into this, so... Uh, you want to see him work with the starters, with your starters. You want to see how he does against you know a faster first team defense. But I, a lot of what he's saying to me is a lot of non-answers. I think he's really good at saying a lot of words without saying anything.
1: Yeah, oh for sure, and and that's like the mark of a even a football player. Uh, you know, yeah, the guys that are in their press conference interviews and a coach is just you know say a lot without saying with without saying very much. So. That doesn't surprise me. It just, you know, when he when he when he kind of said like when he said I'm just I'm just kind of trying to see which quarterback you know he said obviously we need a quarterback that's going to play at a high level and I'm going to see which one of them does that the best and so to me I mean it, it, whatever Shanahan is saying now he's probably always thought it like right whether he's whether he's saying that it's not an actual competition he, in his mind he's probably already always known that it is. It's just he has to go through the process that he thinks a responsible head coach would go through. And 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 I agree with him in the fact that, you know, you have to you have to Trey Lance has to beat Jimmy Garoppolo out. He can't be handed the job. It doesn't matter how much Jimmy's being paid. It doesn't matter when Trey Lance was taken. He's gotta prove on the field that he should be the guy there. And but I also agree, and we mentioned this last time, is if you're really looking for a genuine evaluation of Trey Lance. In relation to Jimmy Garoppolo, then you have to put him in the same situation. But that's right. really only only if you're looking for for the answer right then. If if Kyle Shanahan's not actively looking for, can Trey Lance replace Jimmy Garoppolo now? Then obviously he has no motivation to do that. Like I don't know, Chiefs and Alex, you know Patrick Mahomes, Alex Smith. You know when Patrick Mahomes was first drafted, the Chiefs probably were not actively looking to replace Alex Smith which Patrick Mahomes which seems smart because Alex Smith was playing great ball um, for the Chiefs but the 49ers aren't necessarily in that same situation in the fact that I think that they're probably looking to replace Jimmy Garoppolo a bit more than the Chiefs were looking to replace Alex Smith during that first that first year so um I think and the it's most obviously- interesting
2: part is just that he he's not ruling him out of, week, of being the week one starter like he he's gone out of his way to say that Sure, it's not a quarterback competition, but even today, like he's, he keeps giving these non answers where I want the best guy to win and he wants to see Trey with the stars. Like he keeps going over and over and over. He could easily, you know, nip this in the bud right away and say that, yeah, Jimmy's going to be the guy. Jimmy's always going to be the starter. Um, even talking about how much he's going to play, he says, I want to see how both of these guys do in the scrimmage. So that's going to determine how much Jimmy plays and how much Trey plays. And Um, He talked about not getting caught up in the quarterback competition, but here I have the quote here. So Chris Reed of the Sacramento actually asked a pretty good question. He he said, "With so much discussion about the quarterback stuff, are you looking at this? I mean, it seems like you're pretty at ease and you're pretty relaxed, not stressed. Talking about that, he's and here was what Shanahan had to say. Yeah, I can't get caught up." In everything else, I get why it's a fun decision, which, yeah, we talk about all the time. That everyone interested in, I can't make it about that. I'm really just excited about, I think we always have had quarterbacks like Jimmy. Come on. (laughs) What? No, he just had, I thought it was a better answer than that if if I was remembering right. Also, I think a drafted guy who can get there also. And, yeah, it just makes me excited. All right, for whatever reason, um, I thought he had a way better answer than that, but that's just coach speak. Okay, here we go. However that plays out, whoever gives us the best chance to win, it's definitely what I'm going to focus on. So to focus on that, we do have to see him in a bunch of different situations. I don't know, man. Again, non-answers, just say it, but because he hasn't said it, I think that's why we're always going to get these same old questions too.
1: Yeah, that's true. There hasn't really been anything definitive, so – but anyways, uh, I mean, just giving you a general summary of how both of them looked, how Jimmy looked, how Trey looked, uh, it seemed, from what I read, it kind of seemed like they had very similar performances overall, but what did you see from them?
2: Yeah, so Jimmy went, I mean, people love the quarterback stats <laughs> in practice. Jimmy went nine for 17. Um, he started out three for three, and his all three of those completions were like highly impressive. He threw a contested catch ball to Trent Sherfield, who continues to be pretty good. And then he threw a far-hash out route right to Brandon Ayuk, and then he threw a bomb that the 49ers Twitter th- um, put out uh, for a touchdown. And they scored within five plays. And that's why I think you know there is an opportunity, no matter who's that quarterback, to be explosive. But after the first-team period, uh, it did not go well for him at all. He had an 0-for-6 stretch. He had three throws in a row that were broken up by the defense. Three of those also went right through the defenders' hands. Uh, One of them were caught. Derwin James is unreal. Um, Um, Jimmy did end end that drive with a – or in that period with a touchdown pass to Ross Dwelly, uh, which was nice. But just, again, super inconsistent. He he starts out so well, or he'll have one day where he'll start out poorly and then finish well. It's never really um, the same guy. And he has a chance to close the door, man, and sh- shut this door that I am the starter. I am the guy and he just hasn't done it yet. Is that surprising to you?
1: I mean, no, not necessarily. I mean, and I'm not even I'm not even chalking it up to like the Jimmy poor practice narrative thingy. I just I mean, how often did Jimmy Garoppolo have performances during the Super Bowl run? That would have reflected a guy who's in complete control. I mean, sure. may, maybe one or two, right? Like the Saints, he was solid. Oh, I, was, maybe both. Maybe it was three. Both Cardinals games, he was. Right, pretty I was going to say
2: Arizona. Yeah,
1: but no, that's fair. It, does, it doesn't seem like Jimmy Garoppolo is ever the type of quarterback that's just going to like shut everybody up with this play. And 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 I'm not saying he's not capable of doing it. He just doesn't really play like that often. I don't really remember a practice that I've seen Jimmy Garoppolo in where he was like undeniably like, holy shit, like Jimmy Garoppolo's hella good. He'll make throws and, in, and there'll be instances, but it doesn't surprise me that Jimmy Garoppolo has, hasn't like put this one away, especially when you're talking about somebody as intriguing as Trey Lance. Like, right. Like good luck creating distance from that guy. Cause he just has such a tendency to do something. I mean, look, I mean, it was like his fourth play in a preseason game. And he just throws like a fifty-yard dime, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I, in an attempt that Jimmy Garoppolo probably would have never done. Um, I think there was somebody actually open like ten yards downfield that Jimmy would have probably thrown it to. But so it, it's just, it's. I think it's partially. I don't want to say like the only reason Jimmy hasn't dissed himself is because of Jimmy. I think Trey has probably done some pretty good things. And sure. maybe been a little ahead of the curve, especially for a guy who hasn't played legit football in quite some time. But um, you know, it doesn't surprise me, man. How Trey? is yes.
2: no, Trey was good, and I think the biggest difference is just that Jimmy plays a little bit faster than Trey, and that's why you know we're having this conversation. I think if Trey were to speed up, he would he would be really like it would be tough for. Him not to lose, but he's just taking sacks that he shouldn't be taking. Uh, that was the case today, where, but I mean again, twenty-one year old rookie, probably not used to the speed of the NFL. Um, I think that's that's where Jimmy's biggest asset is right now is he's he's just processing better. But Trey went twelve for seventeen. He had a re- he was much better in the red zone period. Uh, threw a couple touchdowns. Uh, he scored. He marched the team down the field in field goal position during the two minute drill and the first team went three and out. Um that zone read for whatever reason has been sloppy lately. Um I'm not sure what's going on, but they when they run it, he's bouncing to the sideline and that's just not working right now. I don't know if they're overestimating his straight line speed or what, but it just let him play quarterback is I guess the best way to put it.
1: Um, Interesting. What do you yeah. mean by he's bouncing to the sideline like he's jumping way out there? Well, they're, so they're running they're running the
2: the zone read play, but they're running it with a guy coming across the the formation so like an arc block and it's it turns into more of like a QB sweep than anything. I don't I don't know. So was
1: just going to say if I mean yeah, okay. Okay, interesting.
2: Yeah, it's it could be but the 49ers are sniffing it out Their defense is sniffing it out in practice and uh, they ran it two times today with Lance, and both were, like, maybe a gain of one. Like, maybe. So, I don't I don't know what what the goal with that play is, but I think if you want to run them, it's, like, whether you want to or not, it's going to have to be up the middle.
1: Interesting. Okay. All right. All right.
2: But, I mean, um, Trey didn't throw the ball into double coverage. Jimmy did a couple times. Um, the only difference is, again, the sacks. He, uh, Kyle Shanahan actually talked about that a little bit afterwards, where he challenges Trey to get rid of the ball. So that's gonna have that's gonna be something to keep an eye on both Friday and in the game on Sunday if he's just playing faster
1: yeah I mean that's and and, and if if there's one positive to be taken from Trey Lance having to play with a second team offense offensive line it's that he's gonna have to get the ball out quickly yep oh you can just I mean every Every, line, every play, he should be expecting pressure. So, you know, he's got to get through his reads. It's speeding up his clock for sure. He's got to get through his reads. He's got to get the ball out. Is that a good thing in the big picture? I don't know. I mean, you don't want his clock to be sped up when, you know, if the first-team offensive line proves to be as good as we think they are. You don't want necessarily Trey Lance's clock sped up in those instances, you know, especially if a play is supposed to develop. But at the same time, I suppose getting the ball out quickly isn't necessarily. Now, it might not even be getting the ball out quickly. It might even be just deciding to scramble earlier. I mean, I don't know. Oh, no, I
2: agree with both of those things. I think it can create bad habits for any young quarterback just because it's going to speed up their clock so much that they can possibly drop their eyes uh, Get flushed from the pocket when they don't have to. So that that's one of the reasons that I think he needs to be with the starters. Not so much for is this a quarterback competition, but just to work behind, just to build good habits behind a, a much better, much better offensive line. That should matter. I feel like.
1: Yeah, it's. It, I mean, I just there's there like I said in the last pod. There's probably so many instances where doing what Trey Lance is doing right now as the second-team quarterback behind the second-team offensive line, along with the second-team offense. You know, how many great quarterbacks, legendary quarterbacks that are out there right now have undergone the same scenario? So I don't want to overplay it and say, like, you know, the 49ers are ruining Trey Lance by not putting him with the first-team offensive line. But I do also wonder what kind of effects that could have just on the way he approaches the game going forward. I, I don't know. I don't know but um, is there another group that you immediately – I mean, obviously we got our notes and all these groups we wanted to talk about, but is there another group that we should hit next that you felt like really stood out? Yeah, I
2: think uh, it has to be the defensive line just because of how dominant they were. They look really good, man, like alarmingly good, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> Cautiously optimistic is like out of the window now. Um, D Ford – apparently has never been hurt in his life and is twenty-three. He looks fresh, <laughs> man. He looks really fast, really quick off the ball. Um he probably would have broke the single game record for Sacks today. Um
1: so I mean I read I read four, I read two, I read four. I mean obviously you gotta understand that in I'm not talking to you, but anybody listening, you have to understand that in training camp they're not allowed to touch the quarterback. You they're right. not even they don't even let you strip sack them like they don't even want you touching the ball even though i think joey did that but sure did um you don't you're not you're just not supposed to it's common it's common courtesy between teams it's smart business it's it's everything like uh but at the same so sometimes it can make it difficult to gauge sacks because they don't ever actually get to complete the sack but at the same time there's times where they'll just run by the quarterback with their arms up and they're like (laughs) yep no exactly and in
2: this case Ford was clearing the pads of whoever the right tackle is and like almost squaring up with the quarterback. So that's a sack, man. I don't know what else, uh, how much closer to a sack. Then, of course, like sometimes he's going to throw the ball, but they're, they're going to let him throw. That's how football practice works. Stay away from the quarterback, let him throw. That way everybody else can get work in. But there were a lot of those today for the 49ers, Arden Key, Sam Zenebicom, Maurice Hurst, Zach Kerr. It was pretty much you get a sack. You get a sack. You get a sack. <laughs> sack. Oprah Giff. Uh, right, right, right. Um, no, they were really impressive, man. And I think they can do a lot of damage. and Not even as, like, pass rushers because Kevin Gibbons, little Tasmanian devil, um, he can blow <laughs> that's up that's plays. That's a perfect
1: nickname for him, man. It,
2: it, it's ex- that's what he – he just blows up plays, man. And I don't – I don't know if he's doing it on purpose, but he's a little wrecking ball, so it's it's fun to watch. Uh, DJ Jones always seems to find a way to blow up a play. Uh, they're they're really really deep, which is another reason why I couldn't imagine keeping three quarterbacks and cutting a guy who you know you
1: c- who can play and contribute. Right, right, yeah. I we talked about this before we hit record. I, I do not see the 49ers keeping three quarterbacks. I guess I could understand it when Jimmy Garoppolo was the starter, you know, given his injuries and given the fact that kind of the competition was still really, uh, you know, tight. Uh, sounds like it always was between Nick Mullins and CJ Beathard. And, you know, CJ Beathard was a draft pick. I get that. But now you've got Jimmy Garoppolo, you've got the third overall pick in Trey Lance. And you've got just as loaded of a roster as you know you've almost ever had. There's no point in wasting a roster spot on Nate fucking Sudfield. Couldn't imagine. No, no disrespect, Mister Sudfield. Thank you for listening to Striking Gold Pod. I appreciate you. But disrespect. You, you, know, you know what I'm talking about, doctor? Disrespect. Let's go, baby. Um, <laughs> he knows. Like he has to know. He hasn't practiced in the last three days, man. That kind of puts to me that that that's pretty. Eye-opening yeah. like as, as eye-opening as a QB3 situation could be. If if the guy just straight up isn't getting reps, then what, what, what are we doing here? Just wasting Wait. everybody's time. I know. Does he even need to be on – I mean, you need training camp, Brett, obviously, but does he even need to be on the roster right now?
2: So he's going to get probably the
1: second half.
2: But again, why? Like if you know – well, That's you know, true. I guess they you don't still want got get, preseason
1: games. I get that.
2: Yeah, yeah. You don't want Trey Lance out there against fourth stringers trying to um, run for his make life. their team and yeah, just be an idiot and do something stupid. So <laughs> be an idiot. <laughs> so yeah, I guess I do understand that aspect, but um, by the third preseason game, especially if it's the dress rehearsal, give Jimmy the first half, give Trey the second half, and get on out of there.
1: Get on out. Um so defensive line that I mean that does not surprise me. I have been pretty bullish on the defensive line. I don't know. Did not the Chargers just sign Corey Lindsay or is that somebody else? No. No, they did. They have Corey Lindsay. Okay. And so I mean they, uh, they drafted should have a left a respectable... tackle too but he
2: didn't play. He didn't practice. Okay. Do You Sean think they have a
1: respectable offensive line is the fact that the 49ers were destroying them like a good litmus test or is it you know, it's the Chargers O-line. Of course they are. I, You know, I, don't, I just don't know anything about the Chargers. No,
2: I think – I mean, it, I guess it is fair to point out that they had starters missing too, but they were also so dominant that I don't know if that would have mattered. Sure, they would have slowed down a little bit, but
1: – Well, I'm the 49ers sure weren't coming at them with Nick Bosa either, so – Right, right.
2: They didn't have their ace in their back pocket either.
1: So, yeah, interesting. I mean, that's promising. That's promising. The 49ers have a <laughs> ton – of talent on the defensive line. It's kind of ridiculous. So looking forward to seeing that. What's the um, – what's another position group that you felt that, you know, stood out for either, uh, you know, the right or the wrong way?
2: Hmm. W- will it matter who the defensive backs are if the defensive line is so good? Because it was not a good practice for them. When they were isolated in one-on-ones, uh, they were getting bombed on in seven-on-seven, which – obviously matters when you don't have a d-line um and they were giving up some plays during team but i think just emmanuel mosley needs to play is the best way to put it like he has to be healthy because you're always going to have a roller coaster when it comes to day three rookie cornerbacks like they are not going to be consistent when it's august and your other option is dante johnson who nope do not want that as your option especially if he plays like he did today like they're not going to throw it to Jason Brett when Dante Johnson's on the other side of the field this is the best way to describe how practice went.
1: Right, yeah. If yeah, I mean, Jason Brett, even if he's absolutely playing his best football in his life, which there's a good chance he will be, it, it won't matter because Dante Johnson's on the other side. So it's like, let's just dunk on him. And they're like, okay. I mean, it's it would just be... They have to... You can't just have you know, greatness on one side and a gaping hole on the other. So it's, we'll see. We'll see. But right now, I mean, that's what I put on my notes is Jason Barrett and who. Yep. Because if it has to be Emmanuel Mosley, if it's not, if, if they don't have confidence in him, I guess you got Demo who's been decent, but that's also a brand new fifth round rookie. Like it's just, it's the same thing we've been talking about since the draft, bro. Like, it's just they're, they're walking a very fine line at defensive back. So I think on the other side, um, just the good,
2: Juwan Jennings is probably here to stay. Like he looks a lot better than I anticipated, and he had a really, really good session during one-on-ones, scored a touchdown in team uh, for, on a ball from Lance, caught a, caught a couple of passes, actually got yelled at by the tight ends coach for – it was pretty funny. So during two-minute drill, catches a ball, and just kind of coasts and uh, just keeps running upfield. And the tight ends coach, I believe it's Embry, is just yep. screaming at him, cussing at him. Put the ball back. Give it to the refs. What are you doing? Uh, um, but he's just productive. And as long as he's not running, uh, I don't know what else to call them, but a return route, like a pivot route, where he doesn't have to you know, be agile. If he's running straight and he's on the move, He's going to get open. Him and Trent Sherfield are pretty in, pretty impressive. So uh, they have a. Are, they still a, solid a whip?
1: are you talking about like almost like a whip route? Yep, yep.
2: He Where and like, uh, Trent Sherfield are pretty turn impressive. Around, go out. Mm-hmm. Fake like you're going outside, come back inside. Okay. That's not his forte, but he's also huge, so it shouldn't be his forte. But no, uh, Trent Sherfield made a nice catch. No, I mean, there's
1: something. No, keep going, keep going, bro.
2: Yeah, I was just going to say, but other than Jennings, like Trent Sherfield made another nice contested catch. Like that was Jimmy's first completion. Uh, I really think they like what he can do, man. So between him and Jennings, they don't really need to name a number three receiver just because they can get production from both guys in different ways, which is just as good. Like that's a good thing
1: yeah I mean, and they're both surprising to me like when we got into this offseason, I wasn't necessarily betting on Trent Sherfield and Yuan Jennings being the guys that were going to have the converse, that we were going to have the conversation about. but now at this point, it seems like, do we even need to talk about anybody else? Uh, what's weird about Juwan Jennings is like the way I see him moving around the field and making plays like doesn't look like doesn't look like the same guy. Oh, it's not.
2: It is not. He can move much better than he did at Tennessee. Um, I don't know if it was a weight change or not, but he just looks slimmer. He looks leaner, and he has more, like, shiftiness doesn't, to him.
1: He doesn't look any less physical,
2: though. No, not at all. Like, he's he's very physical. He's very aggressive, and I, I don't know. He just didn't have this type these type of releases at Tennessee, and even, like, last year when he was practicing early on, but yeah, it's just he looks good. Like I could see him being the person that people wanted her to be. And, a lot, honestly, their playing style is very similar. And just by being it's aggressive, true. going up, getting the ball, um, being a dominant blocker, like, that's going to matter, especially for a team that Kyle Shanahan calls the plays for. So, yeah, he it's going to be tough to uh, to keep him off the field. Like, he's doing a good job of earning opportunities, I guess, is the best way to put it without, you know, just being too hyperbolic on it.
1: Do and I, I don't think the 49ers have a roster construction, especially at wide receiver, that really makes this necessary, but, like, do Juwan, does, Ju, does Juwan Jennings and Trent Sherfield make somebody like Muhammad Sanu expendable? Or, or, or if if not expendable, let's just say... Do they need? Do they need to use Sanu with the way those two are playing? I don't think so, but I, I still think he makes the roster just by being the
2: veteran. Like you don't want to have a bunch of kids um, in the wide receiver <laughs> group. I imagine you know the coaches feel that way just because you can get value without playing Sanu, and he's not costing much anyway. And, and again, if they're going to keep, you know, they're going to keep six receivers. Uh, like Sherfield is going to be a special teamer. Jennings is going to play special teams. And likely whoever the other guy is will. So um, I I don't think so. But I also think you can you can keep Sanu and still, you know, have have get some value out of him.
1: Yeah, I just just don't think there's anybody else on the roster that like is like they got to find a way to keep this guy. I did. uh, Did Simba Webster do anything? No, not during teams. He had some nice
2: routes during one on ones, but. He's just not going to be a guy that stands out in practice. I feel like he's going to be a guy where you know you get him in space, just like we saw in the preseason game. Get him in space and let him make plays, whether it's a reverse, whether it's on a on a return. But that's going to be the setting that he really stands out. I don't I don't think he's gonna he has much chance during practice.
1: But I, I think
2: the coaches acknowledge that too.
1: Right. I mean, they're yeah they're aware of the reps and the situation just as much as anybody. But um. Like, what routes can you run for Webster? Like, he's a guy that you
2: just toss the ball to and get out of the way.
1: Right. I mean, I don't know what his, his, his straight line quickness is. I mean, is he a deep threat or is he somebody you just kind of think of as like a running back on the perimeter and you just throw the ball out there and, and you know, give him some blocks?
2: Yeah, I think he's more of a jet sweep guy than, a you know, a guy who's going to run you a curl or get open on a slant or a deep route. I don't think he's a burner either. He just has crazy wiggle.
1: <laughs> Crazy wiggle, I like it. <laughs> I, like it. Um, I mean, the next group I got on here that we haven't really talked about yet. I mean, I guess it's the only group we got on here that we haven't really talked about yet. Is the offensive line, and I don't know necessarily. I mean, there we everything's kind of with a grain of salt right now, and not necessarily that seems almost too much. It's not with a grain of salt, but you have to just kind of take in the, into account the context of how a unit might be performing, especially when you're down somebody like Trent Williams, because it's just, it's Trent fucking Williams. Um, right. For, for those of you who didn't know, Trent Williams banged up his knee in practice. Uh, he recently got it drained from swelling. Uh, he probably won't touch the field until week one. I, it doesn't seem like anybody's concerned about whether his, his availability for week one, but I think they're just at a point where they don't, they don't feel the need to get him out there, especially if, you know, you don't want to risk that happening again. So, uh, and then you also, I guess somebody we need to talk about and, and kind of just your general thoughts on him is is Aaron Banks, the 49ers' second-round pick. He's out with an injury. Uh, I believe it was a shoulder injury, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I mean, I actually read somewhere recently. I'd have to go find it. But he got a 0.0 from Pro Football Focus. Oh, man. For the first preseason game? That is I don't no know if one of those bueno. guys was having a rough day in the office or something, but <laughs> like taking it out all on Banks.
2: Um so he has an AC sprain. I think Shanahan is going to said he was gonna be out for one to two weeks. He was very clear that Shanahan is not a doctor. He called it a shoulder something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's like what I just called it. I think there's something wrong with his shoulder. <laughs> yeah, well let's call it shoulder something.
2: But, man, his, uh, he needs these reps. Like, he has to just play. Like, that's the only way he's going to get better. So, I don't know. I don't think he had an injury history at Notre Dame. So, hopefully it's nothing that lasts. But, um, yeah, you want your second-round investment to play. And when he did play, just earlier in training camp and during this last game, it was not good. I can see why he'd have a poor PFF grade. I don't know about zero. That would, that would tell you that he never won a rep, which is – not true. Like, of course, he won a rep, but um, he did not play well. So, however you slice it, it was not a good performance for Mister Banks, uh, Daniel Brunskill. He's he's fine in pass protection, but there's just nothing going in the running game, man. Like that, the interior line between Brunskill, Mack, and Tomlinson really struggled today to just generate any kind of holes. The two biggest runs from Sermon and Hasty they were just because they made really nice cutbacks that, you know, that happened in every, every game you run, you watch for the 49ers. But surprisingly, uh, Jalen Moore wasn't too bad in pass protection today. Um, I don't think, you know, they didn't, they got anything accomplished in the running game, but didn't really see Jimmy um, have to worry about his blind side, which, you know, it was nice. Not going to overreact too much to it. The first drop back of two minute drill Mike McGlinchey strip sack <laughs> and uh, not great time against Joey Bosa. It was yeah, that was where he knocked the ball out of his hands. And honestly, Bosa won within like three steps. Like there was nothing Jimmy could have done about that. Like by the time he was at, at the top of his drop, Bosa was there and knocked the ball out of his hands. So uh, tough to fault that on the old quarterback. Yeah, McGlinchey looks a lot of the same man. Just uh. So it seems like he's a player that's still adjusting and putting that, you know, just put 25 pounds on. But I don't know if that's – I just think this is who he is as a pass protector because it's a lot of the same issues. He's very, very good as in the run game. Um, he he doesn't always get beat in pass protection. It's just, again, like today, it's like always the worst possible scenario, the worst possible time.
1: I feel like they should just tell Mike McGlinchey every play, we're running the ball to your side. <laughs> And <laughs> like whatever defensive end is on you, just go block. Just go block him. We're running the ball, even when they're passing it. Just keep telling him we're running it, and maybe he'll approach it with a different, <laughs> different style. Uh, because I mean, I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm just being stupid here. But obviously, you want to see him develop that part of his game. Maybe it is an I aggressive mean, thing. That's that's what I mean. It's like, I mean. If you can destroy people in the run game, it's different. Different angles, different approach. You're moving. You're not reeling back. You're not, you know, creating a pocket. I get it, but uh, you know, me, I don't know, man. Let him, let him just go run block everybody, and and maybe it'll work out better. I don't know because it's just weird that he's so. And this may not be weird. There may be an offensive line guy listening right now, which I am not. That's like when I say it's super weird that he's so good at run blocking, but he's just kind of poor in pass protection. Um, maybe in there lies the answer. (laughs) Right, (laughs) right. Uh I don't I don't know. But no, I would say about the offensive line though, overall,
2: like Jimmy had a lot of time to throw the ball today. Like I it really didn't seem like he was under pressure more than three to five times, which is a really good sign. So yeah, the strip sack is something to focus on, but because again of the situation it came in. But uh, all in all, I thought they did really well. And I thought they gave the quarterback plenty of time to throw the ball, and that's really all you can ask for, especially with no Trent Williams.
1: With no T-Will. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty – I mean, I feel like we summed it up. Is there any there any more training camp bullets that you want to make sure we hit or, uh, excuse me, uh, joint practice bullets?
2: Yeah, no, I think uh, we're good to go. Jo- uh, Jalen Hurd, the legend of Jalen Hurd, didn't practice. Uh, he's going to miss some no, time. I'm- that legend went away real
1: quick huh
2: yeah and and i think the thing to point out about him is like when he has been in it's not as if he's this lethal you know legendary Jalen hurd that everybody remembers him as Uh, even the practice when he was being gassed up i think it was last thursday or the last time he practiced whenever that was he he was catching passes but it was against like a prevent defense so like context matters here most of the time like when he has caught a pass it was just against very soft coverage but he has to play man Uh, i want to see him do well but he
1: has to play right yeah i mean right now i mean if it if it were to if it were to be the coach's choice right in this moment and i'm not sure there's even really that much time for him to change your mind i don't see why they would keep him on the roster as as disappointing as that is you know, given given how everything went down, I just I, I don't see any reason for keeping him at this point. There's not. And I don't think that anybody else – well, there are plenty of teams who could
2: just take a flyer on him, but I would be surprised just because he hasn't done anything to warrant a roster spot. So um, everybody knows the 49ers don't – you know, they, they probably would use another receiver. So why take a guy that they gave up on who just hasn't played?
1: Right. Yeah, that's pretty much how I feel, man. As much uh, you know, as much as I can talk about uh ceilings as much as I can talk about you know, possibilities upside, all that good stuff. It just it, it hasn't it hasn't happened and at this point I don't think it's worth waiting around for. And hopefully he can, you know, maybe really really quickly write the ship and just start making plays and get healthy, but it, it just and it, you know, Kyle Shanahan seems equally disappointed about it. Like it's just there's nothing there's nothing they can do and if if Jalen Hurt is hurt then it is what it is. Like it's just a shitty situation that didn't go as planned for anybody. So it is what it is, but all right, so let's leave it with this. Um just given what you saw today and all the things we've talked about right now, what are some of the things you would like to see from tomorrow, like anything, whatever. What do you think? Is, you, is there anything that you, just given what you saw today that you think would be uh, like pertinent to look for tomorrow?
2: Yeah, I'd like to see the DBs have a better day. I'd like to see more consistency out of the quarterbacks. And like Jimmy have a good start to practice. Great. Now finish practice strong. Trey have one nice period and let's have multiple good periods. String good practices together. Yeah. Um, more explosive plays, too, because they happen once. But if that's going to be the theme, like if you're not going to be able to generate, and obviously they will, and these are joint practices, but if that's going to be the theme, why not take more and more shots? Because the other one, the other deep throws today just were in double coverage and they did not go well. So, um, other than that, maybe just more plays out of the back seven, I guess. Just I keep coming back to that. I want to see them do something that's not you know, because of the defensive line. But, again, like they they did a lot of good things today. and like, It's so clear that these guys are going to be good and they're going to win a lot of games. Um, I just think they can be so much better, which is why I talk about them the way that I do.
1: How did Justin Herbert look? He can
2: throw the ball. Um, <laughs> He just has a hose, man. It's different, I guess, is when you see the ball, when he throws the ball and the ball jumps out of his hands. Uh, No, he looks good, man. He can do pretty much whatever he wants to with the ball, put it where he wants to. Um, Watching him just heave deep passes is always fun. Um, He always has, I guess, fun is the best way to put him, best way to describe him. He's a fun player, whether he's going to roll out and hit a guy across the field or throw it across his body, do whatever. Uh, He's an entertaining player to watch.
1: Nice. Okay. Yep. We're gonna end this podcast by talking about a non 49 ers player. Get over it. Perfect. All right. I'm hoping. I hope you leave on a sour note. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah. All right, man. Well, dude, I appreciate your insight, dude. I mean, it's it's cool that one of us is there. You're holding it down for the fort, and I appreciate it. Um, hopefully, tomorrow's practice is is everything you hoped and dreamed. And uh and we'll see, man. I think if, if you're if you're if you're talking to me and asking me kind of what I hope to hear about is just like sustain drives, you know what I mean? Like yep. sustain a drive, drive down the field. If you get a field goal, fine. Get a drive. Go 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 score points. And uh, against a respectable defense in the Chargers. The Chargers defense is no slouch. You know, they got a lot of talent uh, out there, so you can move the ball against them. To me, the the Trey Lance versus Jimmy Garoppolo thing is kind of, it's the longer training camp goes on, the more it becomes almost secondary to me, right? And and you just want the team as a whole to be prepared for the season and be solid, whether it's Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo, you just want to see a good team go out there, and uh, and that's kind of you know especially in a joint practice against the Chargers, that's what I uh, that's what I want to see, that's what I'm hoping to see, to hear about, so. I'll uh, i hit you up on the flip phone and we'll uh, yes we'll talk about it. <laughs> Page me. <laughs> that's a, uh that's a dog. I don't, I don't that's a doctor disrespect thing, dude. He acts like he still uses a. Oh, a flip that's right. phone. right. You brought it all out. the way back. Look at you, dude. I love that guy, man. But anyways, all right. Appreciate you, KB. Thanks for all the knowledge, my friend. Um, appreciate everybody listening. Appreciate you supporting, striking gold. Make sure you're out there liking, subscribing, rating, reviewing, downloading. All that stuff you can do to uh, to support the pod, man. And I appreciate it. Thank you for everybody uh, for doing what you do. But hey, that's KP. I'm Rob. This is Striking Gold. And we are signing out.